Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown. I'm trying not to have a breakdown. Uh, I'm here with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, startribune.com. I come from vikingsterritory.com and purpleptsd.com. And, uh, you know, yesterday, Mark, was quite the disaster. My my daughter is a nurse at uh, HCMC downtown, and she says there's been a whole uh, spate of 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 twisted ankles and wrecked knees and all the stuff from all the folks jumping off the bandwagon, uh, coming into HCMC. So actually, no, she's she's down in, in Mexico on a vacation coming back on Tuesday. So we really don't have any actual numbers, but I think there's some pretty unhappy people yesterday and as well, they could be, I mean, there's a lot of problems with that game. You know, problem number one was the defense. Number two was the offense running game and not protecting the QB. And then there's some coaching decisions that we have to talk about, but uh, in, uh, special but, teams. Pardon me. You left out the special teams. I like one yeah. of the biggest plays was the fake punts. So. Absolutely, there was a, a lot of big plays in this game that really decided it. From the fumble down by the goal line to the fake punt to not covering the the uh, tackle eligible play to. Uh, uh, long passes that were going for touchdowns that were wide open. Oh my God. I mean, you, you texted me yesterday when you were, well, I won't talk about your first text when, when that play happened, but, uh, your second text, what the heck was Cameron Dantzler doing? I mean, everybody was looking at Bynum cause he was the nearest guy to Williams. And, and I didn't know what you meant. And then I saw it last night online. I go, oh my God, what was he doing? Uh, I, I, I have no answer. I, no answer. Uh, you know, like uh, not traveling this year. So it's like I went back and made sure there was nobody on the outside of him because I'm thinking, okay, he's got to protect the outside and there's no one there. It's uh, just a bizarre, you know, bizarre play. Partially, you know, this, the, the, uh, the, the, the secondary is in a bit of a mess. They're missing Harrison Ford. It's a big deal, but it shouldn't be. A Harrison, big deal. Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is pretty. Now, if they're, if, they're, if they're missing Harrison, Harrison Ford's got to be about 90 right now. I was going to say, Harrison Smith's about he, that old, isn't he? Or at least I am. Uh, they're missing Harrison Smith, which is a problem, but it shouldn't be. They're they're getting Dantzler back basically from four weeks gone on IR. They're getting uh, – they got Duke Shelley in there because Caleb Evans is gone on IR. And I don't know if they know what, what each other's doing. They certainly didn't on that play, and there was, another, there was other plays. I mean, throughout – there was so much open territory for those receivers uh, in front of the secondary and behind the linebackers and what have you. It's a, uh, it's a mess. It's a mess back there. And we're going to talk about that coach behind it all, but Mark, you know, what, what do you think of the game and what, what, what do you think of problem number one, the defense? Well, when you asked me that at the end of last week's show that can they win in the playoffs with this defense? And I said, they have to get, they have to get a lot of takeaways. Uh, if they don't get the takeaways, and you're giving up 400 yards, five straight. This first time, you know, first time in franchise history, five straight games with 400 yards uh, of offense. And uh, each time, I believe, it was over 300 yards passing. The quarterback's not being affected in any way, way, shape, or form. Jared Goff has played this team twice now. He's been touched. He's been hit, uh, I think, four times. He hasn't been sacked. Oh, my um, goodness. You know, so it's, um, you know, it, when you play like this, uh, and you you are this leaky, and you're, you you don't affect the quarterback, and you got um, you know second, third, fourth line guys in the in the secondary. 
Um, now, you mentioned that Harrison Smith being out shouldn't have been a big deal. I think it's a huge deal when you don't have a pass rush. Harrison Smith is has been able to come up with some that, um, you know, he's in the right place. You, you kind of need him back there. Not that he would have made a difference, uh, but, you know, they they cannot put, they, they, they cannot win in the playoffs unless they have takeaways. They're, this defense is not going to suddenly be uh, different, that much different. They, they, they can win games, uh, but you're, you're seeing a – now, if this was Mike Zimmer talking about his offensive coordinator, we'd all be saying he's throwing, you know, the offensive coordinator under the bus. But, you know, Kevin O'Connell is a different, has a different approach with the media and with his players and everything. So you're not hearing that. Uh, if you read between the lines or if you read, read the actual lines, you know, he's saying, hey, we got we to gotta find a way to create pressure. Uh, the, the coaches need to find a way to put our players in a better position to win, uh, to, to win their, their matchups. Uh, we got to even if, he said we got to get more pressure, even if we need to uh, manufacture it. That's him is saying, like Zim used to say to us, Zim just said it in rougher terms. Yeah. Run the ball. Do this. Do that. Whereas he's kind of, you know, he's floating it around. Uh, but, yeah, there's uh, I mean, if, if they keep playing like this, they go one and done and they give up 500 yards in the playoffs. Ed Donatello's gone. Yeah. Uh, might, you know, uh, so they've got to get turnovers. They've got to get takeaways and they've got to find a way to to, to affect the quarterback. Because I, you know, the dancer play baffles me. You know um, uh, how the the Bynum's playing or Metellus or you know that's concerning the different things that they did. But you know you need to rush the passer in order to, to make those guys be, be able to uh, put them in the best position. So right now, to me, the pass rush is the biggest problem. Should should they uh, shut down uh, Zadarius Smith for a couple of weeks since they have a couple? Uh, they got a little wiggle room here for the playoffs. And then maybe I know this is drastic and I'm just kidding, but go to a four, three real quick and let uh, Daniel Hunter put his hand in the ground. I mean, there's just nothing coming from those guys um, They're I'm trying to think how they did against the run yesterday. The run wasn't that much of a, they had trouble with the run, but they had a bigger problems. Just like you said, Jared Goff, just doing what everyone was so easy for him. It was so easy. He just faded back, looked around, boom. Every time they were third and long, they got it. Not every time, but they were, they were very efficient on third down. And because there was no rush in that quarterback. And yeah, you're right. It starts there. And if your, your secondary is in a mess, I mean, I, I said, it shouldn't have been a problem with, Harrison Smith gone. Well, that's in an ideal world where Lewis Seen is not out for the year, and you don't have to start Metellus and and uh, you know Bynum. Maybe Bynum needs that uh, security blanket. They all need that security blanket of Harrison Smith uh, back there, kind of directing them. I think it's it, it's uh, it's a very concerning right now with the secondary and, and the whole defense as a whole. Um, uh, and, and 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 you're waiting for. I mean, the, like a, a celebration moment last week was the return of Cam Dantzler from injured reserve. If, if Cam Dantzler coming back is your, you know, <laughs> got to have it guy, that's a problem. And to me, this is also, you know, they drafted a guy in a set. They, they had a heavy investment in a, in a cornerback that uh, they were, they were convinced was going to be a guy that could step in and, and, and help them right away in, in booth in the second round. You know, that was the, one of a steal. You know, this is a guy who should have been in the first round. They take him and he, and so far he is what, Everyone said he was. The reason he didn't go in the first round, he's a guy that can't stay healthy. So you're starting to see things, you know. And, but in saying that, it's like it's – I also say it's funny because you get to the end of a game like this, and this is how the NFL works. You, know, you get to the end of the game, and it's like you're – it's almost like 
the Lions are the ten and three team that's getting the second place in the NFC nor uh, NFC uh, the conference, and the Vikings are six and seven, two games out of uh, the playoff picture. So, you know, it's it's a week by week league, and you got to remember that that they are still ten and three. Yeah, but we shouldn't be be so uh, recently recency biased looking at this because just a week ago they beat the Jets, which is a very good team. Uh, and the week before that, uh, I mean, in the weeks preceding, they beat New England and Buffalo and Washington, right. all decent teams. Um, you have to look at the uh, now we have three games like this on the board, three three big, big losses that were the Vikings were clearly outplayed. Uh, but, uh, you know, part of it, too, is the health of your team. The Vikings started this game without three of their starters. And I think, you know, we haven't said this all year. We said it all preseason. Is it time to talk about not if they stay healthy? Well, I don't know how healthy they are. I don't know how healthy Zedarius Smith is. He's not the same player that he was early in the year because of the neat balky knee he has. I'm not, you know, and I think that whole line plays together. If they're not firing on all healthy cylinders, they're they're not putting anything on 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 the quarterback and they can just run wild. I mean, we've made the Vikings have made quarterbacks like Mac, Mac at Mac Adams, Mac Jones uh, uh, from new England. Look good. They've made, uh, they made Heineke look good. They made uh, uh, last week, they made the quarterback uh, Mike white look good. And now uh, Jared Goff is a good quarterback. So you're going to give him that kind of time. He's going to pick you apart and he's going to kill you. And, and uh, you know, save for those big plays that might've turned out different. We might've had one of those dramatic finishes, but you can't sustain that. You make a great point. No turnovers, no, no cookie for this team. But. Right. I mean, uh, Mike White, you know, had 300 and whatever it was, 70 yards passing, but has the big interception at the end and um, had through two interceptions. So, yeah, it's if you're turning the ball over. But I look at it, you know, I, I don't think so. Uh, I question Zedaria Smith when we're seeing 100% of him as well. Uh, I don't believe he's been uh, – he was questionable the last couple of weeks. I mean – if he's injured, they're hiding it. So, um, you know, to me, he doesn't look like the same guy. But, you know, um, they're trying different things. They're moving him around. He seems to be rushing more from, like, the inside than he is on the outside. Um, and and I think teams have caught up to, like, you know, we're not seeing, like, any kind of, like, uh, things coming out of their stunts. And so if you're going to rush four people, then you got to be. You can't just have them going and leaning against the uh, the offensive lineman in the same spots. You know, you got to. Mm-hmm. They got to be moving around quick and boom. Uh, we're not seeing that. We're seeing the kind of a very. We're not seeing the quick twitch that Daniil has. We're not seeing Zadarius when it was the you know the Cardinals and the Packers and uh, and the, and the guys inside. You know, whenever we we you know, we tout uh, Tomlinson is probably their best interior pass rusher. You know, he's still not. A pass rusher, uh, Harrison Phillips is not a pass rusher. I mean, they they don't have you know when, when they do rush, they will bring uh, they bring Wonham in as as so they have like three defensive ends really or three linebackers. So, but what you know what we're seeing is not is not working, and they got to find a way. You know, it, the head coach the head coach says it you know says it himself. It's like we got to find a way to you know yeah. adjust, and uh, we're not seeing it and. You know, right now it's kind of weird saying this because with a ten-win team, but you know, defensive coordinators in Green Bay have been like 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 Donatello was 15 years ago can make it to the playoffs or to the championship game, 
and get released because they're not, you know, and Mike Pettin is right there and Mike right. Pettin and, um, and O'Connell are much closer. You know, they, they go back clear back to when he was a quarterback with the jets. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, we're getting way you down said, the road, but it's just, you said one and done. I mean, you said earlier, it, it, you set up the scenario. If they go one and done, he's gone. Do you see it possible that if we have another game like this, if we go a fifth game in a row or whatever it is, uh, six game in a row with giving up 400 yards, you say, hey, we, we got to make a change. Mike Petton is sitting right there, like you said. Well, I, I don't think that they would do anything like that at this point. You know, Petton might get more involved behind the scenes, I would think. But well, that, that was some kind of – Mark, why is it be, – Yeah, well, they, they are <laughs> – I think, uh, you know, O'Connell is getting involved. Uh, and and, mm. and he, so he said it. Uh, he said it. Um, I don't believe it was. It was at one of his press conferences earlier in the year about, you know, I think it was around the time where uh, Harrison Smith, maybe they were in London, uh, fourth game or whatever it was. And first time we'd seen Harrison Smith, uh, like, line up and overload his side and rush. And I, I think we were talking and I said, you know, that's, it was nice to see something like that. And he was saying, I think in a group or whatever, we're like, yeah, yeah, we, we need to find a way to man manufacture some, some uh, pass rush. Well, you know, it, it's down the road here. And I uh, think that a lot, a lot of warts have been covered up by, by winning and, and turnovers and takeaways uh, red zone, you know, like the, uh, the jets go one of six in the red zone. The Patriots, I believe uh, went over three, um, uh, so, you know, there's, there's two weeks there where teams are just pounding the red zone but not getting in. So uh, we knew there were issues with the defense, but um, – Let me ask you that. They just, I mean, they just gotta, at this point, they just got to play better. They just got to play better. And um, I guess I got to ask you because people have, you know, you said it. I've talked, thought about it. You know, people are talking about it online. You know, I said, oh, just bring in – they got Mike Petten sitting there. You know what? Bring him down and have him cause plays. Do A, do – Two play or two coaches call plays so differently that it would make a difference. B, if you set up your defense for the year, is it all, you know, play calling by that defensive coordinator? Is that the biggest difference? Because why isn't, and here's my third question, why isn't Mike Petton part of this to such a degree already? They brought him in as this overall defensive specialist. Shouldn't he be sitting there with, uh, and, and knowing exactly what Ed Donatel is going to do and being in agreement when he's out there calling plays on saying, if, if that, if, if the calls and formations and, and positioning of his defense are the problem and you can solve it by letting Mike, Pettico, how come this has not been solved some way sooner? They're in the same Galdang meetings. Well, I mean, uh, you see, <laughs> if you're talking about like on the, in the, on the play call, like you'd have two coordinators talking about what they're going to do and one talking. Yeah. yeah. You right. can't, you can't, you can't, you can't yeah. do that. There's right. not enough time for all that. There's not enough time for that. You, if you're making changes or you want to like introduce some different, you know, stunts and some different blitzes and stuff like that, you know, that's got to happen during the week. And, and Petten, if I'm sure is, that's what he's here for is right. be part of all this. And uh, he's just as guilty then as himself, if he's involved in all of it. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's a combination of the, you know, I mean, it's not that you, you're not going to come up with the perfect um, scheme and just make everyone different. Right. So I don't you can't know. change it mid-season. You can't come up with a new scheme at this I point. Should, they got to keep I, rolling with it, don't they? Right. You know, you just have to, you know, you, you, you file it away 
and next you know next week uh, you know if, if suddenly if they if they come back well, Indianapolis is a good to me would be Indianapolis at home would be a good get good get, get healthy game uh, to to turn everyone around this is the kind of game where you could probably you know although I've, I've said it I used to that's how I used to pick games I'd say hey we're at US Bank Stadium the pass rush is going to feed off the crowd and that's how you pick a game and, and now it's like I see Jared Goff come in, didn't touch him. I saw you know, Mike White come in, didn't touch him. You know, Mac Jones is not a mobile guy. You know, didn't touch, didn't really affect him. Uh, the quarterback's just not being affected. So that to me is the priority, the priority number one. How do we find a way to get to this quarterback? It doesn't have to be six sacks. It's got to be moving him off his spot and hitting him and, and just affecting him. You know, Jared Goff was not affected. He was just right. kind of, you know, so hey. easy. It was so easy. Um, one more coordinator question. What about adjustments? I mean, the Vikings on both sides of the ball are the worst Galdang team coming out of the locker room as at halftime as we've ever seen. I mean, they thought they were all set up yet yeah, yesterday. You know, they're gonna go down there and, and score some points right before half and then get the ball right out of half and take the lead and put this game away, you know, start moving away from boy. It didn't happen before half, and they came out and three and out, and and then they got the fake punt, and bam, it was gone the other way, and it was over. It was right, over. right. Well, that's why you know the, the fake punts. One of the things I wrote about was because they did what you're saying. You know, they you know if you want to talk, if you just want, if we're just talking about adjustments based on results, okay, the three and out, the offense, three and out, okay, also you must not have adjusted well. Well, the defense, it should have been a three and out. And then the, the, they put the punt team on the field, and they and the 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 up back gets the ball, and there's nobody on that end. He just takes off. I mean, he could have if it would have you know I think it was fourth and seven or whatever. Uh, he might have been able to like walk to the seven yards. I mean, he was right. just there was I mean uh, C.J. Ham you know, it was the guy on the end. So I'm I'm guessing that his job is to set the edge. There's nobody really behind him, um, but. He, if, if anything, he was rushing toward the inside, and it was just there. I mean, it was just – And that and, was uh, in your five is, points. That was in your five points right. in the Tribune. But you did right. say and, that they should have seen it. Why didn't they see it? Was, was it just a matter of C.J. Ham not seeing it? Recognizing no, no. It? That, well, I mean, the, the reason they should have seen it is because the, the in 40 games that they've – that um, – uh, their core, their uh, special teams coordinator and uh, Campbell mm. have been there in in Detroit. They, they, there's like seven games where they've run a fake punt and they've gotten six of them now. So it's 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 it had to be uh, you know that had to be high on their radar to and this guy the guy that, that ran for 42 yards has done it multiple times now. So yes, it, it should have been that that should not have happened. God, if I no was way, no, shape I, I would. I would go three and out every time and run a fake punt. Look at that percentage, you know. Yeah, and then you look on the other side where uh, even the bad play that, De that Detroit made on special teams, they jump off sides, puts them, puts the Vikings in fourth and one, and then uh, and then they get stopped on downs. I mean, how? Yeah. I got you know, We're talking about the horseshoe that they've they've had. This this was the the horseshoe was upside down for them. This is it was like good like the good old days for some Vikings fans, you know. So here, here comes the. Put that narrative where the sun doesn't shine. Is that what you're saying? Well, if I were you, I, with this defense, I would want I would be kissing that horseshoe and like praying that take us to the end of the year, buddy. 
Oh God! Uh, there's probably more to talk about the defense. I don't want to anymore. I'm kind of disgusted. They, it, it's it's a, it's a big problem. It's a big concern. It's it's going to be the <clears throat> the uh, the the, fa- the deciding factor for this team the rest of the way and into the playoffs if they still make it. And the offense, I think, showed oh, you. They'll make the playoffs. I know. It, let's, uh, not get, they, let's not get crazy here. Um, well, I, I gotta wait till I see it because you know I saw yesterday out. You know, there's a recipe out there on how to beat the Vikings if they can't get turnovers. You know, just throw the ball in it. I mean, uh, Matt Ryan is no dummy. He's coming in, but we'll talk about him later. Anyway, I would say that the offense is good enough to to get them there and win a game for sure in the playoffs. But uh, the defense needs to fix some things. So next segment, we'll talk about that offense and how they did yesterday. So come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. All right, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Part Podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, as I was saying before the break, we uh, the offense was good enough to to win that game. They played well enough to play that. They've got the playmakers. They've got one of the best receivers in the league who had a, a franchise record-setting day yesterday. Uh, good reason for that is because they had nothing else going. But Kirk and, and Justin Jefferson played lights out. Granted, it was once against one of the best worst or the worst defenses in the league in yardage and points, so they should have made some hay. They didn't make enough hay for this defense, but uh, uh, quite quite a showing by both uh, Cousins and uh, Jefferson yesterday, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and, I, you know, you talk about that they both statistically like are 31-32 in the league in, in defenses, but I tell you, I saw a bigger difference. I saw a much bigger difference in their front, their defensive front, than compared to the Vikings' defensive front. Uh, granted, the Vikings were without their starting center, their starting left tackle, and I thought that their right tackle, you know, who yeah. we continually praise over and over. Right. You know, it's like, you know, I did a story on Sunday about the most underrated Viking, I thought, which I my pick was K.J. Osborne, and wrote it in a way where he, I talked to two guys, K.J. being one of them, who's the most underrated and I joked with them when they were like trying to think. I said, "Well, you can give me the overrated." And now I'm, you know, Brian Brian O'Neill plays keeps playing like like some of the stuff he did yesterday. I mean, he he got he got schooled by a, a rookie on uh, sure uh, did his, not now in his def, his his defense. He schooled the rookie at, at, at home, but in this game, uh, one of the one of the tackles for loss on Cook was was O'Brien O'Neill just whiffing on. That's just one of the sacks was on against O'Neill. Um, yep. Yep. You know the offense played played well. The passing game played well. The running game was atrocious. Was atrocious. Uh, uh, Fifteen carries for twenty three yards for Cook, and then one yard. Uh, they just they could not move anybody. Um, so, but it, uh, again, it was you know with, with Justin Jefferson. It's a shame that it came in a loss, um, but you know he's up there. You know. People want to now are now going to want to say Randy or Justin, who's the greatest, and who's this guy's only twenty four years old. Uh, let's let him play. It's uh, yeah, I don't to care. me. I don't care about that. I just I, love him. Uh... Yeah, he's uh, he is has the and Kirk is getting more and more comfortable with just red, just kind of giving it to him, giving him the chance, giving yep. the chance. Uh, you know, the, they they go three and out uh, the second half. I think. Um, they did not score a touchdown in the, on their first drive, which was surprising to see. And that kind of like seems to put them behind. You know, yep. That's like almost their given is to get that uh, that production early on. But yeah, I mean, Kirk played played well enough to win. This is where you know numbers. Don't, I mean, he threw for four hundred and 
25 yards. It, it's like, who cares? Uh, if you can't win the game, if you go, if you're only scoring uh, that many points with 400 yards passing, but it's good to see Jefferson get the record because he's, he's going to be one of the best ever. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about who cares. I cared because I had Kirk going as my quarterback yesterday and I was wow. also disgusted beyond compare for uh, watching cook get stuffed behind the line time and time again. And, you know, there's, there's reasons you have to look at it. Derisaw's gone and, and Bradbury, who's had a very good season and one of his best ever this season was out of there. They need those guys back. I mean, you, I've heard all along in my years talking offensive linemen, they play as a unit and they, they learn to do things as a unit and, and, you know, feed off each other. And when one of them's gone, there's a new learning curve. It's just going to have to be. In fact, they lost Brandle during the game and yet Uli Udo in there, although the game was over by that time. But uh, um, it was really tough to see Brian O'Neill struggle like that yesterday. Uh, you come to think of him, almost take him for granted because he has been so solid for so long. And here he's making mistakes that are huge on camera. Uh what it comes down to here and on the defensive side, the offensive line and the defensive side, the Vikings depth really comes, came through. I mean, the secondary is missing. There are two rookies. They can't even contribute. And now three of their rookies, you know, are, are on IR that, that can't even contribute to, to, to back up when and you were planning to. I, I, um, and the offensive line needs some help behind the, the, the starting line. I, I can live with this front line, but uh, the depth behind it is not great. Let me ask you a question about how we got there. Is did Quasi really blow this draft? Not you can't say injuries are his fault, but uh, there's no depth on this team, and I, I think that that that's got to be had to have been part of the plan uh, in the competitive rebuild is to build for depth. You know, it's just don't have it right now. Well, the the, the depth was was the cornerback who's who's not here. Um, the safety who was going to step in beside Harrison and then take over for Harrison's not here. Those are two injuries. So I don't know that you can, uh, you can smack him upside the head for, uh, for injuries. It just, they happen on Booth maybe because he's was, that was the, the issue with Booth was he couldn't stay healthy. Um, you know, you're not going to have a left. You're not going to have a starting, no team in the NFL has a starting caliber left tackle sitting there just ready to come in. Right. Um, you could also say, you know, Quasey, uh, when you get to the end of the year and if they make the playoffs and they do something, uh, even though Ed, Ed uh, Ingram has not played well, Ed Ingram has started every game for a, for a team won 10 games. So, you yeah. can, you know, if you, if you flip, do the flip side, um, I don't think he's played well. The thing that's, that stood out, stood out to me, um, and this, this also goes in with you're looking at Cleveland next to a, a, a new center, um, you know, O'Neal's the one that kind of surprised me is that you know, we just did not saw some things from him that, you know, you didn't see last year, um, but you're seeing a little bit more this year. And I hope he's not taking for granted how good he is or how good he can be. Uh, I don't think that's his personality, but, um, you know, you wonder if he's like kind of resting on his laurels or something. But um, I saw Cleveland not, you know, hit some miss some blocks that you don't, you know, like mm. I said, Cleveland, we've, We've always like talked about him. How good is he? Well, he's good because we never talk about him. So uh, in this game, I saw some some things where he he missed some blocks where it it leads to to uh, Cook losing yards and you know Cook uh, 
we don't see we see Cook more and more of like the straight ahead runs where whereas uh, you know in the past offense everything would kind of go one way and he would cut and go back the other way. We just don't see that as much anymore. You know, we're now he you know the touch at the goal line. Uh, I mean that was his. Yeah, that was as good as good a cut as you're going to get, and the guy overread it to the outside. Right. And Cook, Cook just toyed with him. Look like, you know, one of us trying to tackle. Uh, so, you know, the, the offensive line uh, just I mean, when you're missing two starters, uh, and one of them's your left tackle, it you know you get a little bit of a pass. But when you see O'Neill and Cleveland and some guys struggling, it's uh, they need to be better as well. How do how? Um discussion makes me think of maybe their mentality coming in. You know, they have lived and died these exciting games for, you know, the last middle part of the season for a good chunk, you know, a nine, one score games. And they've come in, been coming in recently at some point emotionally, that's bound to get to you. Uh, last week after the game, Eric Hendricks had a quote after the Jets game said, you know, he thinks we're getting addicted to this, these kind of games, you know, that the other team comes back and they get excited, they get jazzed up and they, hold the line and win the game. And Patrick Peterson said on Dan Barrero's show and KFAN, embrace it, you know. So you're thinking, okay, great. Well, isn't it a natural thing at some point? You can't get up for every game, every week to the same level. You try, you hope so, but at, you're human beings and you're going to wear down. I mean, you're you're physically beat up and at some point emotionally. They seem kind of flat yesterday. The Detroit wanted it a heck of a lot more. I mean, they're gambling with the, the punt. They're gambling with the pass to Sewell. The Vikings were, you know, they gambled with the pass from Dalvin Cook to to uh, Johnny Munt, you know. Uh, but I, I didn't see the same uh, get up and go that you had seen from them in previous weeks. And do you think that was a part of the factor of of what happened yesterday? Well, you know, I think I think the Lions, you know, it's two schools of thought here. With the, uh, you know, the Vikings are much, you know, although. Although Campbell, although he's old school and you know uh, has that toughness and that, that approach that the Vikings don't, the you know, Vikings are a little bit more you know player friendly when it comes to practicing. And we saw you know on hard knocks and stuff with <laughs> the Lions are the complete opposite. So now whenever you start to taste a little bit of a success, like you know when they started one and six, I'm sure that the, the the narrative was oh he, you know he, Dan Campbell beat his team up and they're, they're they're done because they're tired and he beat them up. They go five and one, five and one from the from the point of the Hawkinson trade, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, although I still think it's a good acquisition for the Vikings, but it's like they did not sink the Detroit Lions, and the Vikings are four and two since that trade. Now, um, but now you know now it's starting. Do you ask? You know, Dan Campbell's got a, a team that's pretty tough, pretty mentally tough, um, uh, and you can tell that uh, when the Vikings were, you know. You know, teehee laughing on Wednesday about hat and shirt games, and and well, that's whenever you go, it's a hat and shirt game. You know, stuff like that. You know, it shouldn't. Were they saying be that? Well, yeah, that, that was in the that was like Kirk. Uh, they mentioned it somewhere. Hat and shirt game because you this is where you get the your your uh, division champs. You wear your hat, right. and put your shirt on. You know, it sort of reminded me when Zimmer like. Uh, uh, had something where uh, T-shirts made for the first time they played the Packers, and the Packers right. beat the crap out of them. Yeah. Uh, that one, that became a big story over in Green Bay. Ah, oh, they're making T-shirts about beat the Packers or whatever. So little things like that go a long way in the NFL. It's kind of why they're all pretty robotic and boring most of the time. 
they don't want to do anything to like disrupt uh, the, you, the you narrative that everyone's over. against us. Yeah, you should never get out over your skis in this league because any given Sunday, what I, beat you. right? And my point is that the Lions, um, the Lions are tasting a little bit of success here, and they're you know they're running with it, and they're 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 a confident bunch right now. Just like we were talking about there a few weeks ago, the 49ers, when they were they were they were in that seven spot. You know, you don't, 49ers is a team you don't want to face as a like with them being seven or six. Well, they proved that even without the quarterback, they're damn good. So they're going to stay. They're probably going to stay in that three, three, three spot. So now, that, now the team is like, well, you don't want to face the Lions if the Lions come in and and uh, and and they're seventh. Now I I don't know about that. I, I, I wouldn't mind playing them again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I but, the, but, if the, but if they come, go ahead. But but if, they, if, if I if the Lions were to come to U.S. Bank Stadium uh, for that opener, I mean, all the pressure's on the Vikings. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. I, I would take the Lions in that game. I was telling my brother, he was saying, oh, you don't want to play the Lions. And I said, I, I, would, I don't want to play uh, – I'd, I'd, I'd love to play either the Lions or Seattle. Um, I'm thinking twice about the Lions now. I, I don't want to play uh, um, 49ers or Dallas. Well, well they'll, be, uh, they'll, be up, they'll be high up. Right. Uh, it'd be it, the Giants. The Giants, you know, kind of would be comfortable, I think, uh, but – Right. Yeah. You know, okay. so we'll well they'll get there. It's like they will get there. It's like uh, the famous Mike Tice at the end of the 03 or no, 04 season in Washington where they lost and we were standing around the locker room and they needed someone to lose and that team lost. And Mike Tice made a beep, beep, beep. And he came like we were standing in the hallway and he went from one room backwards going like a beep, beep, beep. He goes, what am I? He goes, I'm, I'm backing into the playoffs. Yeah. And he was laughing. So, so maybe, you know, if they, if they do, if we do see this, you know, a snowball effect and they keep losing, uh, they're, they're going to get in because it's, it's, they, they got enough wins, but you certainly want to be playing well here. Right. I got to ask you about another thing that I thought was troublesome yesterday in the game. Uh, Kevin O'Connell's decision-making uh, for the first time all year, they all didn't work out. In fact, a number of them didn't, and we should run down a few of them and talk about them. But, it, you know, what stuck out to me, I, I did not understand, and I'll start with the biggest one for me, was the two-point conversion. Can you explain that one to me, why they went for two down there when they were down by uh, 15 and, and if they, I kicked the field goal and they're still, then they're down by two touchdowns or or one or whatever. I mean, it, it didn't make any sense to me what the advantage was of taking, you know, after Adam Thielen scores his touchdown then to run that screwy play, which is another thing, but why the two point conversion there? What, what was that analytics? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think, I mean, you know, you kick the extra point, you're, you're, you're down by seven. Right. Um, did anybody you know, I, ask him after? I mean, did he get well, asked? I, I, have not, I have not. I was like, I, I focused on the Lions uh, presser, and so I have not. I have not seen that addressed. I read some stories, but have not seen that addressed. Uh, or I don't know. I mean, the thing with um, what I don't want to do with like coaches is like you're excited when everything goes well, when it, whenever he makes all these these daring things, all these daring decisions, and these daring calls, and they work out. We're like, oh, he's the best ever. And the minute that something doesn't go right, oh, well, yeah, yeah, O'Connell blew it. O'Connell blew it. I mean, uh, we're looking at – I mean, we're sitting here talking about Dan Campbell and that tackle. He sends a 
five-pound tackle in motion, and they throw it to him. If he drops it and the Vikings get the ball and score and win that game, and what, what are, what's being said in the NFL right now? Dan Campbell is the biggest moron alive in the NFL. The guy catches it, runs, and gets a first down and, and falls down in bounds. Yeah. He's a genius. Uh, you know, it, it, but preceding that two-point uh, attempt was, you know, going for it on fourth down there, I thought right. it was a heck, hell of a, you know. What I like, what I do like about O'Connell is he, he's a, he makes a quick decision and he goes with it. Um, and I, I knew he was gonna, he was gonna, he's gonna come up short a little bit because I wrote about it on well, last Wednesday about how this guy, exactly what I'm saying, he's, he's got a sharp mind, he's, um, he's decisive. Um, I think it helps having the offensive play caller be the, the head coach and making the decision all at once because they, they line up and they go. And a lot of times it works. More times than not, it was working. And yesterday it was, you know, some questionable things. So, you know, the, the 2.1, I don't, I don't get it, but. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's good, bad. Yeah. I didn't understand. I want to understand the reasoning behind yeah. it. You know, going for the, uh, uh, the onside kick. I can't complain about that. I mean, the way no. he's got to be looking at how his defense is doing and saying, "Hey, this oh, is a yeah. chance to get the ball back." They never would have um, got the ball back. Never would have got the ball back. Right. So, a you know, I, I don't have as big a problem with that one. Uh, the challenge I didn't understand when he challenged that uh, first down uh, play or the placement, the pass to J- J- Justin Jefferson. He comes back for it. He doesn't have control of it until he's back behind the line it was obvious and someone should have told him don't throw a challenge flag on that you're not going to get it because he wasn't touched i mean you could you could see it before they even went to the challenge and sure enough that's the way it was i i and i thought to ask you i I don't think he's had many challenges this year has he i don't recall i mean i I don't know what that number is Um, yeah i don't know what the number is uh so i'm not saying he's bad at it but i i that one was clearly wrong and i think anybody looking at it would would have said to say, hey, don't challenge that. He came back behind the line untouched under his own momentum. So that's where he is. You know, if he runs backwards, if Jefferson runs backwards and he's behind the line, that's where he is. It's not like he well, got – Yeah, then that's that's where they got confused. Whoever told him to throw it, right. maybe that, that that will be in their next situational uh, master's meeting. That there day. you go. Uh, um I uh, what'd you think about the uh, the cook fumble play that that play call was that you know I I'm, I'm, I liked it because I thought you know Munda was wide open I mean it should have worked right it should have right. worked but uh, something it would, and Cook had the weirdest approach to the line he was doing this little happy feet thing stand up this I guess he was waiting for Munt to break through the line and go or whatever and gave the uh, defense time to swat it out of his hands but. Uh, I don't know. It was uh, first and goal there. I might not have done that one on first and goal. I guess I would have tried tried something different. But you know, you know, whatever. You're trying to catch him off guard, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, uh, the element of surprise was there. Okay, right. Here's where I here's where I have a problem because I you know some people will say, you know, Kirk Cousins is having a real good year, a good day. Uh, Jefferson's having a good day. You take it and you work it with those two. Okay, I, I'm not going to sit here and slam it because it was open. They do practice these things, and he has the confidence in those guys to, to execute what should have been a fairly simple execution, okay? Um, so 
I just, I always guard against like, if it works, it's great. If it doesn't work, it's terrible. Yeah. And I think that's, I think so much of commentary is done with that. If it worked, it would have been, oh, Kevin O'Connell's a, a genius. You know, everyone's focusing on, uh, on Cousins and, and uh, Jefferson and, you know, it was there. It, 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 it you know, I think yeah, you, Cook, you, I think you, Cook got a little too cute uh, yeah. selling, selling the fake. He should have, he could have thrown it quicker. Yeah, but it's not would have would have been my choice of calls probably. But I'm not going to sit here and say that that's. I have more of a problem. I actually have more of a problem with the fourth and one, which was actually more like fourth and one after the after the penalty that the Lions had on the punt. Yep. Yep. Uh, punt return. That was basically fourth and two, and they yeah. sent Cook right up the middle, right. and it just and the blocking wasn't there, and the in the uh, Udo uh, the number one shot in there and got him. I have more problem with that. I have more problem with that call because you're not you're not that kind of offensive line, especially when you had backups in there. And you hadn't been all day. There was nothing there all day. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And you're right. We're not. You know, if if the if the past a month is good and they're going, all of a sudden it's brilliant, and we're not questioning the call. But if it fails, then then we're going to question it. You know, if if they make any other really uh, funky call and it's successful. You don't you don't look back and say what are you making that call for yeah. because you did it because it worked you know it's right it's hard to do that um, you know for me the bottom line is it most of his calls and th- th- someone made this point yesterday online which I thought was pretty good the guy was coming into this game was ten and two and and nine of these uh, wins were one score games there's got to be some decent decision making from Kevin O'Connell to win those games in addition to the players executing. So you can't just all of a sudden hammer them when all of a sudden a number of those decisions, like you said, he makes them quick, the play, they get, they go when all of a sudden they don't start working for him. You can't say, Oh God, someone, someone compared him to less deckle on. So it's uh yeah, it, it, I guess you have to take all that with a grain of salt, but you know, it, it you know, it, he's human. He's fallible. He's not uh, uh, just this all of a sudden, boom and and you know uh everything's changed everything's different he's gonna it's it's i hope it doesn't change the way he does things because you know 10 and 2 is 10 and 2 prior to this was pretty damn good going for the vikings so well you know i I don't i don't think one thing i do admire about the guy is he he coaches with confidence as opposed to coaching out of fear uh of like oh you know we can't do this because this might happen um you know we, we can't try this because it, it might, you know, it might not work exactly right. And then I'll get ripped in the media. I don't think he has that. He has any of that in him. So I admire that he has the confidence. I, um, like I said, you know, I, I question more of the, you know, slam and cook into the, into the line. than I do like him trying a trick play in that situation. Well, on that note, we'll take a break. And we got to come back and roast the special teams a little bit, preview the the Colts game, and and uh, do the predictions. But uh, other than that, uh, thanks. We'll, we'll be right back with another segment of Vikings Territory Breakdown. All right, folks, welcome back to uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, the uh, special teams reared their ugly head, not their good head. Last week, the previous week, they were great. This week, they are some funky stuff. Uh, the font pick. Punt fake. How do you say that? Punt fake uh, uh, killed them, if you ask me. 
Uh, it, it came at such a bad time when the Vikings just, you know, came out. They went three and out. The other team turns around and goes three and out. I say, okay, we're back in it. All of a sudden, boom. Then you're back on your heels and 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 the tide turns, the momentum shifts, and everything goes downhill from there. The coverage was terrible. Ryan Wright made two tackles yesterday. Now, the good side of that is I don't mind having Ryan Wright make tackles. <laughs> He's a big dude. He can tackle somebody Maybe. if you can catch him. You know? He's going to do and, all right. And- He's not going to get hurt. But, you know, he shouldn't be making those tackles, right? Should a should a nose punter uh, should it who call him a nose punter? He could be a it could be nose tackle and a punter. Um, yeah, I mean to me, it's, 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 and you had the thirty five their their longest kickoff return I believe or what was a punter kick I don't know. Uh, There's a thirty five yard return uh, that set up the uh, you know a touchdown. You know that I mean such a huge play. It's a three and out. A three and out for for the Lions became a twelve play seventy six yard seven-minute touchdown drive to put them up, you know, by 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 two scores. I mean, it was just a, a huge, huge, you know, uh, mistake on the Vikings' part. Yeah, it was tough. Tough watching that yesterday. I mean, we already talked about the missed PAT, you know, that has to uh, go on the special teams. They should have uh, – and it's offense, too, because they went for two, but it's still special teams. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, Joseph didn't made all his kicks, but he does that when, when they don't need him to, I'm um, sorry. Anyway, uh, you know, what I learned about the Vikings on uh, yesterday was Vikings can build a lead and hold on. They've proved that this year, but they can't necessarily get behind big and come back as readily because, uh, they need that. They didn't have that. You, you pointed out, they didn't have that first touchdown that they usually do to get them going, get them rolling, get them a little bit of a lead. They had to play from behind here and they could not come back. I don't know if they're built. Built to do that. What do you think? Well, I, I did. Haven't they done it like five times? I mean, they were down ten against the Lions. Uh, they were they were down big against uh, Washington. Came came back. Uh, they, they've done it. Theories. Don't be. Yeah, I, I, I think cut that out. You got you got two old guys trying to remember like week four. <laughs> you know, uh, I think they were down against uh, the Saints. You better go. You got you got to rewrite. We need an edit on that one. Yeah, um, they they, they have. I think they have come back five times, and uh, it's been more than ten a couple times. Really? Okay. Uh, whether 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 they're whether they're built for that, yeah, you know, they might be. They're built for a lot of things uh, offensively. Um, defensively, they're built for you better uh, you better get some interceptions and some uh, some takeaways uh, when it's going down a stretch. Otherwise, they're you know the other team's going to walk you up and down the field. So what was your experience in in the past day or so? Is uh, is the bandwagon around emptying? I, I mean, what did you did you see anything online from anything you you uh, reported? Did they, did they? Uh, is everybody jumping off? Uh, I can only guess. I you know I a lot of times, Joe. I I, I prefer life outside of that. Uh, you know, putting your ear to the uh, Twitter world. It's just got to be in the right frame of mind for it. Well, you, you you just um, need to send. Uh, send tweet or uh, uh, text to it to, to let me know what you think about how the game's going. Don't you? Yeah. That's oh yeah. That's it. So that way it's just, just you, I can turn you out. Uh, no, no, you know, my feeling in my sense, what it's, it's kind of funny. You know, when you look at, uh, you're looking at the lions and they're, they're, you know, post game stuff and, and the reaction of their, you know, team website and stuff like that. And then the Vikings, it's, 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 it's funny. It's the NFL, but it's, Here's one team that's six and seven and very well could not make the play. I mean, they're they're a game and a half out. 
Uh, Detroit stumbling. Washington's coming off a tie. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the Giants are stumbling a little bit. So it's there. I mean, that extra, that seventh spot in the playoff run really introduces a lot of, you know, bad teams that can make it into the playoffs. That's, that's the point of it. Uh, but, you know, talk about they're, they're as giddy. I mean, they were five and one. I and mean, they're as high as you, as you can get. And then here's the other team that's, you know, got, you know, <laughs> is up on top of them by four games, you know, just like the, it's the end of the world. And um, I don't know. It's That's, that's why uh, when they got done with Dallas, it was almost good to just come back and play four days later. If this right. league could find out – if this league could figure out a way to keep uh, human beings healthy and play every three days, they probably would do that. But you can't. So, yeah, everybody has to sit in their – have to stew in their stink water for seven days whenever they lose. So, uh, you know, they got the Colts coming in. To me, it's that's uh, that's a it's a way to get uh, to get the attitudes turned around. To me, before we get to the Colts, I did you know we kind of touched about this in the last uh, segment, but I want to go a little bit deeper. The playoffs, there's still a possibility for sure at ten and two. The Vikings are still the second seed. Uh, Philadelphia is first in the NFC. Then you got the 49ers in the third position, the Buccaneers in the fourth position at six and seven. Cowboys are the fifth, so they're they're flirting with uh, someone that we could see if we drop down and they stay in that area. Uh, they're at ten and three. Washington is seven five and one. They're the sixth seed, and the Giants are currently the seventh seed. The e- somehow the Eagles, or I'm sorry, the Seahawks dropped out into the eighth, and the Lions are at the ninth. Seahawks are seven and six. The Lions are six and seven, and the Packers are in tenth, still on the bubble. So anyway, who do you want? Uh, how do you see it going? You know, just the time to get you know, just kind of talk about the the playoffs because the Vikings are still in that conversation, even though they didn't look like they should be yesterday on defense. <clears throat> well, you know, as long as the NFC South is there with uh, you know Tampa Bay getting beat thirty five to seven, and they're six and seven, and they're you know. They can't go below the fourth spot because they're a division winner. Right. They'll be a they'll be a division winner, or Atlanta will, or who knows? Even Carolina is still alive. You know, Carolina fired his coach and traded away its best player like four or five weeks ago, and now they can make the playoffs as a, as winning the mm-hmm. NFC South. So you know, by the Cowboys being that fifth, Cowboys are going to probably be that fifth spot because they're two games behind uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. So you know. You're looking at Cowboys and, and Tampa having to play that first game. Uh, now, you know, we're just talking about the first game. I mean, if you want to, if you want right. to, you know, That's actually go, if you want to actually go to that place called the Super Bowl that happened in a million years, uh, you're you're probably going to have to play a Cowboys and you're going to have to play a Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia looks ex- extremely ready for this moment right now. I think uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, in week two against this defense was a nightmare. Uh, and to me, Jalen Hurts in the playoffs against this defense, would could it be even an even bigger nightmare? Uh, so you, you want to try and get rolling a little bit before you uh, – and hopefully you can run the ball to kind of stay in that game. Uh, but, you know, in saying that, you know, week two, uh, the defense, that second half, special teams and defense tried to get them back in the game, and Kirk kept throwing interceptions which really helped on deadline whenever you're writing because every time you thought you had to change something, every time I thought I had to change everything I was doing, Kirk, I looked up and Kirk was throwing an interception. So you, 
yeah, helped us out a little bit. Most most of our listeners are concerned about your deadline. I know they are. Yeah, I would say I would say you know yeah, at first game you know I I well the Lions if they make it in would yeah. be still be a, I I would think a favorable year right at home. Um, the Giants are nothing special right now. Um, <clears throat> the quarterback is nothing special. You know, Taylor Heineke coming back, if they were to play Washington again, um, he's got a bigger horseshoe than uh, he's got the Case Keenum-sized one. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen with that guy. And also that defensive front for Washington would be, you know, no matter where they play, could be a problem. So, you know, if I had to pick one, I'd say I'd want to play maybe the Giants at home, open up that way. Yeah, as far as the Vikings are concerned, Jalen Hurts, but uh, they, they would need Jalen to get hurt before they would play them, I think. Sorry. Oh, little pun actually. Double pun. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, like I said, I would be happy with any of those guys that uh, the Vikings need to hang on to the second spot. They need to to get, you know, if, if they want to win a, a playoff game, if, they, if, they, if they're going to take, you know, Dallas would be tough and <clears throat> San Fran would be tough. And certainly Philadelphia would be tough. I met those guys, but anything else, anybody else there, I'm okay with taking them head on at, at uh, us bank stadium and hope that happens. In the meantime, the Saturday, the Vikings have to face Saturday. How about that for another name? Wow, you're on a roll. Yes, that's right. Uh, Jeff Saturday became the head coach of the lions in their most amazing attempt to, uh, the tank, I guess it, it kind of looks like, but who knows? I mean, he's no coaching experience. It comes in. He's not done terribly well or terribly poorly. He has uh, won a couple games and, but no, uh, he won one. Won one. one. Okay. Well, one, he's like one. He won his first one. I thought when he won his first one out right out of the shoot, which I, we all knew was going to happen because uh, we all made fun of it and everything. He came out, he beat the Raiders. I thought he was going to get fired for that win because <laughs> clearly, clearly he's brought in for one reason is to make sure, you know, let's just, let's take the season, get a better pick. I was coaching high school, high school, and obviously talking on ESPN or NFL network or whatever. Well, hell I coached uh grade school basketball, uh, girls basketball. Does that make me eligible to do a little NBA action? No, no. I was I was eleven and zero coaching uh, boys and girls soccer when my my daughter was six or seven years old. I, I saw all I said was spread out and good job, and they never spread out, but they did a good job. Hire um, me. Yeah. Well, the 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 Jonathan Taylor came in. He I mean he had a great season last year. Number one pick in so many fantasy leagues, and he's really kind of not replicated that he has spent some of the time injury but he's back healthy and he's in there so that's going to be difficult for the vikings who are not great at stopping the run matt ryan's the quarterback matt ryan's on the last legs of his career got this you know after all these years in atlanta now he's up in uh, up in uh any indy and he's uh settled with uh doing rotten so they can draft his replacement in the draft next year and I think you said earlier it's a, it's a game for the Vikings to get right. I'll be perfectly honest with you with an experienced quarterback and a decent running back. I'm not feeling so confident about that at the moment. It could go the other way, but it, it is at U.S. Bank Stadium. They did bounce back well after the dispiriting loss to the Cowboys. So I'm, I'm hoping and thinking they will do it here. But what do you think? Well, I mean, the the, the only reason to be concerned is the fact that once again, 
they they don't affect the quarterback. They do not like disrupt quarterback. You know, say what you want about Zimmer, but when teams came into US Bank Stadium and he and he and his and Daniel was healthy and Everson was on the team and and rolling. Um, and they, they the way that they rushed the passer and the things that they came after the quarterback with, it was a hard, it was a hard day at US Bank Stadium for for the other quarterback. And saying that, you know, we've watched so many times where they've come in and, and not been affected. I mean, Jared Goff is a statue. He should be, they should have been knocking him all over the place. Uh, they didn't do it. Uh, so Matt Ryan is a guy that if his biggest problem right now is he's a hundred years old and he looks a hundred years old whenever they're knocking him all over the place. You know, he could he could get right himself. Uh, but I just think the Vikings have have more to play with play for. You know, the Colts are um, you know, being on the road, being the fact that they, they're really not trying to win, they're out of it. Um I like the Vikings, but I would not be surprised if 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 Matt Ryan comes in and has a big game. It's and that's it's so weird to say because this defense, you know, to to say that, I mean they, it shouldn't happen. This is a this is a great crowd uh, when it's not the Cowboys game apparently, um, or when the Packers are doing well here. But overall, it's a great crowd, and they should they should they, this should be a game where you just you, you take care of business and you move on. Um, and and I, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick them to win, but I I don't think it's gonna be easy as easy as it should be. Jim Irsay is gonna make sure that. Uh that the Vikings get right in this game, right? He's going to come out and tell Jeff, okay, you had your win. You don't need another one here. Make it close. Vikings do our well, late game victors. And he, uh, maybe Jim said something at the halftime of the Cowboys game. You know, they're also, they're, the Colts are coming off their bye week. So with a team that's kind of out of it, coming off a bye week might mean that they're, you know, their minds are somewhere else as opposed to they're refreshed. But, uh, you know, they, they, they threw a heck of a first half at the Cowboys and then, yeah. Uh, that second half, uh, they gave up. They got outscored thirty-three to nothing in the fourth quarter by the Cowboys. There's a halftime adjustment for you. Quit scoring. Let them score. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick the the Vikings as well, just so I can stay ahead of you. I got a two game lead going for the Mankato beer that we're gonna have at the end. Uh, my brother uh, took a long cross country trip and finally sat down and listened to the podcast, and he says. When he first came in, he says, I, I struggled to think, how do you talk about a, a Vikings game for an hour? You know, I'm, because yeah, it's a good question. It is. And he, so he was very happy to have hear the uh, Christmas vacation movie debate at the end. He goes, okay, that now I get it. That's how it happens. So, so for whatever it's worth, uh, you know, that's, that movie's still unfunny. And I'll just leave it with that. Wow. Wow. This is, it's non negotiable. I, <laughs> anyway um that's all we got this week uh hopefully the vikings bounce back hopefully you all come back thanks for being here for this one mark thanks for your input as usual uh, uh mike waldem uh producer behind the scenes thank you sir uh thank you joe johnson for putting us on here in the first place and for Joe, we got to keep it rolling. We got to get him to the playoffs. Kirk Cousins can just win in ball games, and that's just how Joe would love it. So I would love it too. Until next week, we'll talk to you and skull.